This is a podcast from the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks. In this episode, learn why critical illness coverage is like insurance for your income and how essential it is. This episode is brought to you by Great Eastern. The talk of the town is obviously inflation these days, and healthcare costs haven't been spared its onslaught either. Thing is though, healthcare costs have been rising steadily for a long time, and its rate of increase has become worrying. According to national data, from 2001 to 2021, the cost of healthcare increased by 54.8%, and the average healthcare inflation rate was 2.21%. I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me that everything costs so much. But imagine if you no longer had the ability to provide for your family or yourself. That'd be so much worse. Enter critical illness insurance. An LIA survey found that the average Singaporean has a critical illness insurance gap of $256,000, essentially the estimated lost earnings from having to take time off work to recover from an illness. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. Good thing we have some help. Colin Chan is the Managing Director of Group Marketing at Great Eastern. He'll be talking us through critical illness coverage and why it is, well, critical. Thank you, Howie. So it's a little challenging to be talking about something like critical illness and planning for inevitability, no doubt. And it seems Life Insurance Association did a survey and they found that the average protection gap for critical illnesses in Singapore is, well, more than three times greater than one's average annual income. You might need to walk us through that and tell us why that's a concern, Colin. Yes, Howie. The LIA protection gap study happens every now and then, and and this result is from the most recent survey. In that study, on the critical illness portion, they actually recommend that someone should have about 3.94 times of their annual income for critical illness protection as a lump sum cash payment. That is what they deem as adequate in terms of protection that they need. So, When the study says there's a shortfall, we also look at the average coverage that an average consumer has, and that's about 0.7 times. So that leaves a gap of... 0.7 times? 0.7 times of their annual income. So for example, if they have an income of $50,000, the average coverage that someone would have is $35,000. So we're far off, way far off. We are, but you you must understand, this is averages we're talking about. So there may be people have adequate cover, right? Too much, maybe? I would be highly surprised if it is too much, (laughs) but uh, adequate. So maybe they may have two, two and a half times. But there is likely a, a significant proportion of people who may have very little or no cover at all. The thing is, when one gets critical illness, the focus of the person, the patient in that instance, would be on recovery, right? We want to make sure that there's that focus and no distraction from that. But for that, sometimes it requires the person to maybe take some time off work, and that could lead to potential loss of income. And we did a survey a couple of years ago, and that revealed that about 40% of those people who were afflicted with a critical illness, had a loss of income of at least 12 months. I guess having enough financial resources at that point in time gives you the choice to, say, maybe take a little bit of time off to focus on recovery so that your 
other expenses, lifestyle, family commitments, don't get challenged in that situation. Here's the thing, though. Critical illness, health insurance, they're all sort of things that people don't think about, don't think they need, don't really want it. It's all part of these myths and misconceptions that people have. So, for example, I'm really young. I don't need health insurance. I'll never get sick. I don't need health insurance. I have MediShield. Why would I need critical illness coverage now is what you're telling me I should get, Colin. Talk to us about some of these myths and misconceptions that people still have. In recent times, it's always been, oh, they're expensive. Thanks for that question, Howie. There are myths and misconceptions, I would say. I can think of three. First one, I'm too young. I don't need to buy a CEI plan now. And I also don't have any dependents. Well, the reality is CI does strike people of any age, right? And and we have enough stats from the Cancer Society or Cancer Centre to show that. But I think people are not really swayed just by statistics. The reality is you probably come to know of someone in, in your circle of friends or your family who may have had a critical illness, a cancer, or some other um, serious condition when they were younger, and sometimes even children. So critical illness does strike anyone, and all of us would hope that it wouldn't be us, but that's what insurance is about. Whilst we always feel that it may not be us, the fact is when that strikes, the coverage that comes in at that point in time will come in handy. Right? The other part about not having dependence Especially for the younger people, they will feel, I don't have a family, I don't have dependents, so it's not important for me. But the point that I would like to remind all of us is that when an illness strikes and if it is something serious, whilst we may not have dependents, we also do not want to be a dependent on others and perhaps affect the resources of the larger family finances. So, so I think that's important because critical illness is something for the living. Mm. I think you bring up a good point, Colin, that all of us might have known somebody or has somebody close to us who might have been afflicted with some critical illness. And that's how we can better get the message out to people, right? Close that protection gap for critical illness since we're so far behind the average or what's needed. This is how we get the message across, right? Yes, I, I, I think so. And, and in those cases, if, if you understand what the person and the person's immediate family or close circle has undergone in that situation, you probably appreciate the value of having uh, insurance cover. Another myth that uh, you also sort of highlighted, which I think uh, may be a bit of a misconception, is that, oh, I, I already have um, my hospitalization plan, my SHIELD plan, so I don't need a CI plan. Well, the SHIELD plan and hospitalization plan serves different purpose, and both of them are important components if you want a comprehensive healthcare financial plan. The hospitalization plan will cover all the admissible hospital expenses, including treatments. But when someone is affected by critical illness, there is a possibility that the person may want the option to take some time off work. So there's a loss of income. There's a possibility that the person might want to say, actually, I may want to try this alternate treatments. I want to have some additional supplements, some additional tonics and family visiting which may not be just covered by your hospitalization plan. So having a hospitalization plan is good, is essential. 
and having the critical illness there gives the person the option to make more choices in terms of how they want to be treated and in the process of recovery. Still to come, how affordable is critical illness coverage? And now, back to Money Hacks, brought to you by Great Eastern. Top of mind, though, these days, Colin, cost. Inflation's going up, interest rates are hiking. RCI's affordable? Well, the fact that there's inflation and costs going up, that further exacerbates the issue of not having sufficient funds when something unfortunate happens, right? Like CI. Healthcare treatment costs is going up. The cost of living generally is going up. And all the supplementary costs around the recovery would also go up. So perhaps it is even more important to have enough supplementary funding when critical illness strikes. Hey, but is it expensive, critical illness plans? In the market, we have different plans which would be suited for different people and to suit your different needs and budgets in some sense. For example, for a coverage of $100,000, someone aged 25 may pay as low as about $20 a month for that coverage. You can find plans which are affordable and compelling and won't really be such a burden on your pocket. And there are different structures which you can choose which may be more suitable if you're younger or older. Here's the thing though, Colin, CIs aren't new, critical illness coverage. They've been around some time. And as more research is being done into this space, are there gaps? What about pre-existing condition coverage? Yes, there are things which any insurance may or may not cover. For example, pre-existing. But on the point of where critical illness cover is, I, I think critical illness cover has been in our market for many years. Right, and over that period of time, it has evolved and continues to evolve. There are plans uh, which are available which are very comprehensive. When critical illness was first introduced, it was covering maybe a couple of illnesses. Now, in Great Eastern, we have up to 53 different critical illnesses which is covered. But there are also plans which cover the top three critical illness like stroke, heart attack, cancer. Uh, those are the illnesses which are most commonly seen. And we also have coverage for illnesses at a very critical late stage. That's when uh, critical illness first came about. In the recent years, we have plans which cover early stages, intermediate stages, all stages, and also multiple stages as well as multiple cover. And that we found to be something which people appreciate because for those people who have been afflicted with a critical illness, and more and more of them are not that old, young, maybe below 45, they still have a whole lifetime ahead of them. Their concern is, now that I have made a claim, do I still have insurance? Can I still buy? Right. So the feature of being able to have continued coverage so that you can make a claim in the future for something in your later years is important and is growing in popularity as well. And that sort of answers your question on pre-existing. Because when you're afflicted with a critical illness, the chance of you buying something else after a recovering would be quite challenging. Mm. There would be some pre-existing conditions that you would have. 
if you have a plan which covers multiple incidents, it is already all built in. You, you don't have to worry about the fact that, oh, I've suffered from something and am I still allowed to buy any more insurance? You've been in the space some time, Colin. What keeps you up at night? Why people aren't getting the message, so to speak? Yeah, for the people who have family, who have dependents, they get it more easily. They see it. But the concern I have is for the younger people. And it is, of course, ideal to get as much insurance as you can whilst you are younger, when you're all healthy. So how do we reframe the proposition, especially to the young? The person who's just out of school, just starting work, who has a lot of competition for his income. For the young people who are a little bit more financially savvy, their focus is probably a little bit more on savings, accumulation, investments maybe. These consumers, rightly so, want to build their wealth for the long term. They are prepared to take more risks in view of the longer time horizon that they need. For these people, having adequate insurance actually ensures that they don't need to dip into these investments, don't need to liquidate their assets at the wrong time, ensures that their plans for their future with all their savings and investments continue without being derailed. We need to look at critical illness insurance and insurance in particular beyond just a cost but an enabler by, in a sense, immunizing your investments from the need of being tapped on at the wrong time. Looking at it from that lens, a lot more people will realize that it's an essential part of their overall financial planning. And then uh, maybe people will be more open to listening to find out how much their gaps are and really to close their gaps. Yeah, I like that. Health insurance for your income. That's right. The worst thing that can happen is after you have gone through a bout of illness and you manage to recover, but liquidate a lot of your assets and then the life forward, how is that going to be affected? So something like this will help ensure that all your plans and your aspirations are not derailed just because of something which is curable, actually. I wish we had more time, Colin. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and advice with us today. Thank you, Howie. Colin Chan is Managing Director for Group Marketing at Great Eastern. Thanks for joining us today on Money Hacks. From The Business Times, I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. This episode of Money Hacks was brought to you by Great Eastern. That was a podcast from The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.